You said, everyone remembers the first queen out. No one remembers the second or third queen. Oh, why would you bring that up? Do you still stand by this? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she's a little witch, isn't she? I'm Davina and I'm Ricky and welcome to Fierce Slay Talk, a decamp podcast where we'll be catching up with some familiar faces from the drag world and beyond, whilst delving deeper into the obstacles life has thrown at them in the journey of becoming fabulous. So shall we begin? Welcome back to Fierce Slay Talk. We've had a little break, but we are raring to go. That's right. We hope you've had a wonderful Christmas and New Year. We've been busy making sure we're getting you the best possible guests from the drag world. But it doesn't stop there. We've got another little surprise, haven't we, Davina? We do have a little surprise because, you know, having a drag race superstar queen of the world on a podcast, we felt it was only right that we acknowledge that there is a season two on the way absolutely i cannot wait for this to begin it is so exciting i've literally booked my time off work every thursday (laughs) because ricky who are we going to be interviewing each week well we're going to be lucky enough to get each of the contestants as they leave the show to share their experience with us to tell us how it's been what their hopes are for the future but of course we can't tell you what order that's going to happen in because we don't even know ourselves which is so exciting do you have any predictions at all Davina? are we not sure i'm gonna win you're gonna win again <laughs> do you think anyone's gonna get more repeater badges than you i don't know i hope not but I mean... Do you think they're going to even have a repeater badge this year? I don't know, because they promi- they promised more twists and turns. We've just seen season 13 start. That wasn't how I was expecting it to yeah. begin. So who knows what's going to happen. Who knows? Maybe they're going to get money. Maybe they're actually going to get real... Pro- what? Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see what's happening. But I am super excited. So that's next week. We're starting with each eliminated queen each week. With my self-proclaimed pork chop of the UK season one, it's my wonderful, gorgeous, stunning sister, Gothy Kendall. Gothy Kendall. Gothy Kendall. Yes, it is. Hello, darling. (laughs) How are we, guys? Really good. How absolutely lovely to have you on the podcast. It's lovely to be here. Finally, as if I wasn't on the first season. It's not quite a se- We just had a break, that's all. You know, it was like a relationship. We know where it's going. It's going to carry on. But we're just going to take a little break for a while because I'm tired. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted to break up. Bye-bye. And she won't even have to do it in person either. <laughs> <laughs> Over Zoom. <laughs> so, tell me some gossip, gothy Kendall. Tell me some gossip. What should I know? God, what has happened? Well, coronavirus. Coronavirus! (laughs) And I've moved to Manchester, relocated. Oh, fantastic. I know. She's become a real manky slag now. I know, honestly. A manky slag. (laughs) 
honestly tea, always have been. But um, yeah, I'm so excited to be in Manchester. I mean, being in Leicester was so boring. Like there's just nothing there. It's nice because it's in the middle of everywhere, so it's easy to travel, but it's nice to be in a place where there's a community and I've got my friends around me and all stuff like that. Like I actually love living here so much. Yeah, it's like I I used to live in, a, in Stoke-on-Trent and that's very similar <laughs> in that it's in that it's really good to get to places. But unless you're the person making things happen, there isn't there's really much nothing. going on. Exactly. You know, it's it's a it's a it's a, it's a just great a place town, to base yourself to get to other places, but yeah. not that useful in terms of working uh, consistently every week. Yeah, exactly. And let's be honest, Stoke on Trent is rough. <laughs> so no wonder you're from Which there. Which is why I fit in so well. I've never left the station. Uh, be glad that you've not. <laughs> no. It's in a really weird place as well in Stoke is this train station. Yeah, because it's not in the town centre, is away, it? Miles away. Oh, yeah, so like I've a, never seen town or what it looks like or anything, yeah. No, it's like a 30-minute walk from town. Oh, like, right. That oh, is okay. not a train station of a city. That's no. not how, how they work. You know, even York train station is, like, close to the town centre. Yeah. And York was built how many centuries ago? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I'd only go to Stoke to go and see Namaste when we design our costumes. So I just jump out the station and have a little drive to his studio so I don't have to go around the town centre, luckily. <laughs> oh, nice. There have been many occasions where I've picked up things from uh, from Namaste and I've literally walked out of the train station, picked the bags off him and then got back on the yeah, train. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> a short Thanks, trip is bye, possible. guys. <laughs> God. <laughs> so yeah, that's how, how long have you actually been here now then? Um, I've been here. For, I've been here for three months now. <laughs> three months. Oh right. Okay. So super recent, actually. Then. Yeah. You made a choice moving ah, here okay. in the last three months, didn't you? I know. Moved to this <laughs> hip, amazing, moving, yeah. fast place city and. Sit in a room. During lockdown, yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah. You've seen the flat as well. You know, it is literally just one big room. Like, that's the whole point of it. So it is... Right. You're just, like, bouncing off the four walls, to be fair. It's been a bit boring. You've got a cute balcony, though. You have a nice balcony. Yeah, I might jump off it. (laughs) I mean, it is quite a low balcony. (laughs) Is it? I don't know. I think it could do some damage. I mean, the actual physical, like, railing. It is. It is nervous. So you've got a nice little view, have you? Yeah, of the flats opposite. (laughs) Oh, right, okay. So you've yet to see, like, the village in, like, full swing, you know, Friday night kind of thing. I'm yet to experience it every week, yeah. Oh, I suppose you visited before. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. I've had the odd trip and I've worked on on it quite a lot. The odd trip? Yeah. The odd trip? I mean, I can imagine most of your trips here have been very odd. Okay. I've seen the videos. Don't, there are some rough ones out there. When I got on Drag Race, I said to my drag daughters, I was like, all of those photos have to go in like a separate folder and they have to never be opened because they are disgusting. Me rolling around outside void at like nine o'clock in the morning, like... But that's great. That's the joy. That's like... Uh, How old are you? I'm 23 now. So I would have been 20 back then. Okay, so... This is the difference between like somebody like me who's 37 and somebody like you who's 23. Because what was the kind of cameras that I had when I was your age? A Nokia It was break. like a Nokia 3210. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So if I was taking a picture, there was like four pixels in the entire picture. Yeah, so yeah. it was just a kind of 
weird blur. Nice little blur. <laughs> nice little season exactly. one filter over the Very face. Very season one filter. <laughs> Very season one filter. So, like, consequently, and you also couldn't, like, store loads of images and loads of videos and stuff like that on your phone. So, consequently, there just isn't that evidence there. Yeah, of you being an absolute wreck. Yeah. <laughs> The psychological evidence, but not physical <laughs> evidence. Maybe yeah. that's why I'm so fucked up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so what you're not going to get to experience is the joy of walking past Void at eight in the morning, being fine and watching other people do this. Exactly. Because I tell you, it is a sight. It really is. I'm going to miss the best entertainment ever. <laughs> it was fantastic. I went to um, on a thing to Snowdonia with the LGBT Foundation and a few people from there. We had to meet there at Sunday at eight o'clock in the morning. You should have seen oh the God. sights outside. It's oh, fantastic, but it's worth seeing. It's very entertaining. It yeah, really no, is. Can you, well, Bloom now have an after hours club downstairs, which is like the, the new void, I guess. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. That sounds cool. So I'll still be able to see a lot of people crawling around Canal Street at 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and I'll be one of them. <laughs> and, and fingers crossed, you'll be the one making them crawl around by that stage because you'll be the one entertaining and keeping them going. Hopefully, as soon as lockdown's over, we are working on a night to go in void after hours. I mean, I am the kind of person you want at an after party, aren't I? Just playing like absolutely, just the trashiest music and just getting as drunk as possible. That's what I'm yeah. best at. So, <laughs> someone beautiful to look at and hopefully take you home after. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> oh, there you go. Throughout 2020, obviously, it's been quite hard um, work-wise in lockdown. But what have you managed to do to sort of be creative? I don't know. I've actually found it really tricky because normally I have like a lot of creative people around me and I collaborate with a lot of designers and we come up with like a full concept. So whether that be like a video or a shoot of like a series of images, like I really like that whole thing. So to not have those people around me and being able to work on these really cool concepts has been really difficult. Um, And I don't know, I think staying motivated as well to be creative is quite difficult because you're just sitting around, especially like in this flat on my own, like it's literally just four walls and I'm like, (laughs) it's just hard to like source inspiration. Um, But I just think just staying as proactive as you possibly can, making sure you check what's going on with other creative people around you and just trying to feed off their energy and their creativity. that's what i've been trying to do yeah definitely um so each episode uh, we like to hear the story of where our our guest's drag name comes from i already know the story but for the benefit of everyone who doesn't know where did it come from (laughs) (laughs) so i used to fake tan like it was bright orange and i had like this black bowl cut and Mm -hmm. it was a choice luckily i have no photos of it i deleted them all you're never gonna see it but (laughs) one of my friends was like you look like a kendall but like a gothy one because i used to wear like all black as well right and I was like, fab so i just made it my instagram username and started posting drag onto that account everyone just started okay. calling me gothy and i was like Perfect. i like this i'm gonna keep there it go. i feel it like names that end in like y or ie as well are always quite like nice i don't know what it is about them so i was like yeah. oh yeah like ricky yeah well, i don't know that's probably the worst out of them all <laughs> <laughs> yeah davina sorry your name's idiots <laughs> <laughs> your yeah. ugly name no. <laughs> I don't mean it like that <laughs> I've been wondering because you didn't get to I mean you didn't really get a chance to show us very much of what you have got and and you do have lots of skills you know that's one of the things that you have to be 
really honest about that. Actually, everybody who ends up on Drag Race does have lots of skills. Everybody's got things that they can do. And you never got to show uh, much of that. And particularly the sewing challenge, which, you know, I don't know if you know, but I won that. Um, <laughs> I don't know how. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? When you've never spent any money in your entire life on your wardrobe, you can turn absolute shite into, into anything. Half into decent. anything, yeah. So I'm sort of Apart from that wig. What, <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sort of wondering... Um, <laughs> How do you feel you would have done with that? Would that have been your your shtick? Would you have would the yeah. sewing challenge have been your thing? Yeah, I mean that's what I expected the first challenge to be. So I was like, oh, at least I won't be the first eliminated queen because I will be able to <laughs> do that. And then they were like, you need to do the Queen Elizabeth look, and I was like, great, the only one I've not bought. Because <laughs> I I thought it would be like a previous season where, you know, like the the snatch game, and then they get to do like the. Night of a Thousand Madonnas or something like that. Uh-huh. I was yeah, like, it'd yeah. be like a, a Night of a Thousand Queen Elizabeths and that'll be the Snatch Game, so it'll be another impersonation. So that'll be later on and I can make something. Um, <laughs> so I am gutted that I didn't get to do the sewing challenge because designing is what I do. It's what I enjoy most. Coming up with the concept, yeah. building it, making it, and putting it out there. Like That is what I'm best at. Um, so to not be able to show that on the show was... Probably like my, my only regret with the show was like just not being able to prove that. So Did you do anything at home? I don't have a sewing machine at the minute, but Oh. I know. I've got one, I'll lend it you. Please, please give me one. <laughs> I'll send you I'll send you some laundry bags and a sewing machine. <laughs> How was it decided that the who was what queen look? Cause did we didn't see that conversation, did we? No, uh, you don't get to see that. That happens before. And I think what happened was... See, I can talk about these things now because we're out of contract. I was just going to say the contract <laughs> ended a few lovely days ago. I'm going to start doing porn and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get myself blacklisted right now. I think you already um, are blacklisted, Davina. <laughs> I, I think you're probably right. Um, well, I think after they'd, done, after they'd done the Night of a Thousand Madonnas where everybody turned up in the kimono look, I think after that, they started saying, okay, we need to know what we your design what you're is yeah. first yeah. before you turn up. Because I do know that there were some people who were going to do the same look as each other. And, oh, I didn't know that. And uh, <coughs> one of them was told, oh, this person is already doing that, so you can't do that. Oh, That's right, annoying. okay. Oh, so it's not like they come to you and go, here's a list of all the things they're doing, but you've got to say what your idea is and they'll tell you whether you can or can't yeah, do so it. Yeah, they, so they just say, send a reference image of the kind of Queen Elizabeth look you're going to do. Okay. And then yeah. you do it. Basically. Got you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, how you do that is up to you, of course. Because, yeah. you know, like, uh, Crystal would have sent the horse riding thing. But um, not, not in full latex. Yeah, I mean... Fab. Okay! Hers, I thought hers was so fab. Same. Yeah. When she put it on and I looked at her, I was home. like, my God. <laughs> she has yeah, got the best bum I've ever seen in my life. Can we <laughs> it for a amazing. I, I was sorry that we didn't get to see that from you. Um, but you can sew. Yes, I can sew. Yeah. I mean, I went to uh, uni to study fashion for three years. So I have the basic skills to be able to put it all together. Yeah, because you said you're more less performance and more arts and um, I'm absolutely not and DJ. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do any performing. It's not what I've ever wanted to do in drag. I, my 
<clears throat> I never started drag with the intention of getting on stage, performing a number and entertaining that way. I like to entertain through a look and through music rather than, you know, getting on stage and singing or dancing. Um, Definitely. So when did you first learn to sew? Is this like a sweet story about <laughs> granny teaching you how to sew or is this like... Oh, we used to buy, yeah, me and my gran used to buy, you know, those cloths that are blue? The really thin ones and they're like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Really Cleaning J-cloths. <laughs> yeah, yeah. J-cloths, that's it. Others are available. We're not sponsored by J-cloth. Although, we could be. <laughs> but if you would like to, J-cloth, absolutely. Send me some J-cloths. <laughs> I'll put my Instagram story. <laughs> but no, we used to get J-cloths and like sew stuff. And she was, she used to work in the hosiery business. That was a big thing in Leicester. Um, so she used to teach me like sewing or like knitting and things like that. Um, so that was definitely like the basis of my skills. And then... I don't know. I don't think it really made sense for me to do it until it came to choosing a university course. And I was like, why don't I do fashion? So, so it was, do you not have that option in high school? Yeah, well, I so did. So it depends art, where you go, doesn't it? Exactly. I did art textiles r rather than just textiles. So it was more yeah. more like glue gun <laughs> rather than sewing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was just like rough around yeah. the edges. That was the whole point. Um, so I didn't, you know, it, at uni, I was like, I want to like refine these skills and have like a base. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Davina, you you were um, super creative at uni, obviously, weren't you? Um, but you did yeah, dance as well, like, but you got to do the yeah. costumes and stuff at least, didn't you? I, I did do bits of costumey thing, but I couldn't sew. Like, I didn't learn to sew until much later, much, much oh, later. Oh, really? Like, yeah, I'm like, after university, a good three, four, five years after that yeah. I started to make things and them and for them to not, like, fall apart. Fall apart, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where did you study? Uh, Manchester Metropolitan, but it was crew in Alsager, so it was like the middle of nowhere. Right. Okay. I had made for our arts ball. I did make like this ridiculous. Um, I mean, I would, looking at it, I would probably describe it as like a Dracula coat. <laughs> <laughs> so a bin bag so it was, cape. It was like <laughs> black, just black fabric, and then I made red, um, a red collar. And then it had uh, red satin inserts up the bottom. So it had like a lot of fabric Fab. in the bottom. Oh, super right. Cam. Super, yeah. super cam. There is like one picture of me somewhere where I'm sat on the stairs like fucking Queen Bee with oh red my mohawk, which at the time wasn't straight down my head. It was like from the side. So it went round like, like I'd got a steering wheel shoved through my head. And <laughs> um, then... And and then this coat is all like draped around me in these gardens. It was camp. Fab. But I mean, have you still it got it? No, I got oh. rid of it. Yeah, I Wanted got rid of it ages ago. Do a lovely look with it. It was badly made. It was. Not <laughs> I didn't have a sewing machine, so I'd sewn the whole thing by hand. Oh my god! Okay. Which was a lot. That was a lot. And you know, there's super glue in a couple of corners, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't even think that super glue would be a thing. So no, I'd sewn every single thing. <laughs> it took a long time. Everywhere you look, there's a hem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can always look at my hems because they're always done. Not like some other people's on the show. Now, at university... Bye. Um, you wrote a, a whole dissertation on the art of drag. I did. So, so where did where was a your interest in in fashion? Where did that come from? And then b your interest in drag because they're not necessarily the same thing. No. Well, this is a thing at uni as well. I found a lot of the tutors didn't take 
what I like my perspective on fashion seriously because they saw drag as a gimmick, which I think a lot of people still do. They don't take it seriously because it's just this like mm, there's there's the drag queen in the wig. Do you know what I mean? So I think it was How hard. Dare you? This is my hair. <laughs> <laughs> don't. <laughs> but yeah, so <clears throat> I guess my interest in I've always been interested in fashion and. Even as, like, a kid, I used to, like, read Vogue magazine and look at, like, Galliano and stuff like that. And, like, his stuff was just so camp and so over the top and so theatrical anyway that it it's... Fashion wasn't serious to me when I went to uni. Do you know what I mean? It was always, like, this... Just this, like, camp experience. And I guess, like, merging that with drag when I was experimenting with it at the time just made total sense. Um, and when I... Before I got to uni, I did... A project in sick form that was about like 80s uh like gender fluid icons and like people that play with the idea of gender so like boy george grace jones annie lennox all people like that so i already had like this understanding of like how drag could be used as like as like a form of metamorphosis of like changing yourself and that's what i did my whole dissertation on great well, that does sound fantastic it was, doesn't it i'd it quite like fab. to read that yeah. actually well, I don't know if you would. I wrote it in three days. <laughs> Who is it you've just made me think of? Did a David Bowie look recently? I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, it looked really good. So, but you, you'd you look good in that. Yeah. I'd look good in anything, let's not lie. <laughs> Apart from a tiger face. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Well, what was your first intro to drag, though? Who was was it? Sort of, you know, out in a venue or through the media? Well, <laughs> my first actual drag show that I went to was one Davina was hosting. I did wonder if you were going to answer like that. Yeah, okay, go on. Well, I <clears throat> so and she thought, what a load of shite this is! What a load of shite! I could do much better than this. I, I was crap. like, she, she Look looks like her. that. I could, I could do this in a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, I was brilliant. I was shagging this boy at uni at the time. I had a boyfriend and I was trying to pull him and I was like, let's go on a night out together. So we went to go and see Latrice and Manila. Uh, where was it at? Was it at AXM at the time, wasn't it? That was it? at AXM, it was. God, back in the day. God, yeah. why do I sound like an old man already? I actually hate it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it'll, it'll get worse, trust me. Don't. Don't. Exactly. <laughs> you think it's bad now, you wait. <laughs> But yeah, so we, so we went to this night and and I, I was so drunk. And I think I'd only been at uni for like a month. Um, and Davina came on stage in a Thomas the Tank Engine curtain dress. Yes! <laughs> oh, I'd love to have seen that. We, so every, let me just put some context into this because that is important. So we used to do um, every, Every month we would do a different challenge. So that month, our challenge was to do like they'd had to do on Drag Race and make an outfit out of curtains. So I'd gone to PDSA and I'd found my Thomas the Tank Engine curtains. <laughs> and I thought, well, what am I going to do in a dress made out of curtains? Of course, we're going to do the sound of music. So we were doing Doa Dia. So just so that it makes sense, rather than people being like, okay, this is a 30-year-old man, <laughs> creepy, PD, mingy, no thanks. Oh, it sounds funny. It was so fab, though. I had the best time. And I was I was so drunk. And I actually think you were flirting with me quite a lot. Me? Um, quite possible. 
Yeah. Because there was like a queue for the for the meet and greet bit. And you were like walking up and down the queue and you must have spent about 20 minutes with us. I was like, uh, yeah, she wants once, <laughs> once I get chatty, that's the thing. If somebody's vaguely interesting in those kind of queues, then you, you know. You just need to stick with those ones because the rest of them aren't. <laughs> exactly. Because actually then there's a bit of a show for everybody else. You know, they're stood there listening to what's going on and they're enjoying that little to and fro yeah. back and forth. So which I love a to and fro and a Have back and Have you telling me that you like my hair and you wanted a perm? <laughs> Good, <laughs> bye. <laughs> Trust me, we know. <laughs> so Davina, you burst a drag cherry, there you go. I did, I, I popped a cherry, but I didn't know until much later. It wasn't until much later that I actually found that out. So I was your first drag experience. When was When was your first outing in drag when was the first time that you uh i'm guessing it was on the cobbles of canal street because that's oh. no it wasn't it was at, it was okay. in uh london <gasps> in dalston there's a very good um, sauna in dalston apparently i mean i wouldn't know but apparently <laughs> i wouldn't know i've only been 20 times <laughs> i only know the one in oh. soho anyway i don't know if that was the one in Liverpool Street, I've been there. Listen to us all! Filthy slags on here. Absolute <laughs> filth and smut on this podcast what? today. Yeah. Too, I love the fact that we were talking about my first time in Dragon, it's turned into Davina bent over at a glory hole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a Terry's chocolate orange, though. You need to wrap it before you tap it. Oh, <laughs> my God. And you pull out and it looks like chocolate. <laughs> oh. I, I mean, you know what? <laughs> all right. So, so first time in drag. Tell me all. Yes. So, I was talking to this boy at the time. <laughs> and he was like, um, come down to London for New Year's. It'd be nice to spend New Year's together. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'd love to. Um, and he was like this like club kid and he was friends with this drag queen and they both lived together. So I arrived at his flat on New Year's Eve and there was a mouse in there and the sink was like black, thick with makeup and spirit gum and everything. The bed had broken so the mattress was on the floor and there was like this brown ring around the bed from obviously where they'd been like rolling around in the makeup and stuff. <clears throat> and uh, I was like, this is how I want to spend the rest of my life. <laughs> so that night they helped help me get into drag and we went to i think it was oh, i can't remember it was like maison de Four or something like that um at mustache bar and we just got trashed and i was and we are this is like the bit i remember the most we were driving back at like five in the morning and we were like had our heads hanging out the window driving over tower bridge and i was like this is what i want to do for the rest of my life it was just fab. On New Year's Eve, screaming at straight girls that were drunk. We were like, <laughs> So, yeah. And then we got back, uh, went to go celebrate the New Year's by having sexual intercourse. And I was like, what, what's that noise? Because obviously the mattress was on the floor. And he was like, oh, it's just the mouse. And just carried on. I was like, oh, so this mouse is going to like run over the mattress in a minute whilst we're like having sex. And I was traumatised, but... I, I just loved it. I was like, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. 
And here we are. Oh my God. <laughs> Literal smut and filth. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you love it, Davina. <laughs> I do. I can't get enough of it. Get me those mouses and brown rings. So, <laughs> have you got yourself a mouse yet? <laughs> 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 when did you first start Davina? I think it was about 1942. <laughs> yeah. It was during World War II and I was trying to give some entertainment <laughs> in the in the bombing shelters. I was out in Beirut with the troops and I thought, you know what, I can give these boys a good time tonight. <laughs> kick my legs around for you. Um yeah, well, it's been a, a long time for me, so, you know, and that's okay, that's fine. Everybody's drag is valid. I was going to say, I feel like a lot of drag queens as well, like, <clears throat> obviously I come from a fashion background, like the Passionate Union, all that. You come from a dance background, and it's almost like drag is the vessel to do the creative thing that you like. Like, Vinegar comes from, like, an acting background, and she uses drag as, like, her thing. I feel like that's a massive theme. It's, like, almost as if, like, the your boy self isn't enough, so, like, we do drag to like push it. I mean, for me, honestly, it's just because the politics around it is more interesting and also the clothes are just so much more interesting. I get to yeah. wear amazing hair and great clothes and <laughs> little witch. And, 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 and I get to entertain people. You know, I get to make people happy for a week, an yeah. hour, a full, a full a week. week. Who am I kidding? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe half an hour. <laughs> Isn't it an hour? A week? <laughs> Who are you on about? <laughs> Who are you kidding on? Um, so, what was your first time in drag like? There's something about, I don't know, there's something about a mal- malfunction I've got, about a leotard and a malfunction. Oh. Is that right? So where are you getting this information from? <laughs> 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 so... I didn't know what Tucky was, and I still don't because I don't do it. But I was wearing this leotard that was obviously a woman's, and it had like a thong cut at the at the back, and it obviously only went thin at the front, and it was really high. I actually have a photo. I'm going to send it to you after. Um, and there's a photo <laughs> of me like it, it was definitely club kid drag as well. It wasn't drag, like it was rough. Um, and I'm like standing there like, and just my full ball sack is out the side of one of it, <laughs> like just full sack. But the worst thing is, I put it on my story because I didn't even realise because I was that drunk. So people just saw just this, like, like hairless rat hanging out the side of oh this leotard. It was horrid. Oh, and, no. yeah, I'm going to send it to you after to be. But in a way, that could have been the best thing that you could have done because rather than you waking up and freaking out about it, it just looked like you didn't give a shit and just put it in oh, your yeah. story and exactly. cracked on with your life. Yeah. So, like, well, maybe. It, not only that, but, like, <clears throat> that was quite shocking and I was like right I need to like look at everything that went wrong with that night like the way that like <laughs> I looked horrible my makeup was horrible everything and then the, so I like practiced for like three months after in my room and just made sure that I was like at a level where I was like yeah I'm happy to put that out there do you know what I mean that's like, just that's actually a really important uh an important factor of of work of a yeah. work ethic you know not putting anything out until you're happy about it yeah. Um, and so, needed... like, I'd approached it from the complete opposite end of the spectrum in that 
you know, when I was starting, I the look was absolutely not the thing. Yeah. 15 years ago, nobody was going, oh my God, she's so beautiful. Like the more of a mess you were, the kind of better. The better, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, obviously I looked like a train wreck, not on purpose, just because but I just had because no idea what I was supposed to do. And I didn't have anybody around me to, to be able to, to learn those things. Yeah. You know, I couldn't look at anybody else's face where I was working and go, oh, that's how you're that's supposed how to do you... makeup as a drag queen. That's yes. good makeup. There wasn't there wasn't those people. Like yeah. everybody was like tipex eyebrows and you know, it was like that. Like yeah. they've got a black marker and a tipex and that was their makeup. Yeah. Um but in terms of putting things on stage, um, I didn't want to do anything until it was totally ready. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. want to put it on stage until I felt like actually, yeah, I can stand by this. I can, yeah, and I'm exactly. happy with it. That's where so your like more dancery background comes in is where it's like, you know exactly what you're gonna do when it comes to the stage anyway. Exactly. So. Which I didn't when yeah. I started, I was fucking shit. So <laughs> still am. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I'm still shit, just not fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> God sake. <laughs> so Goffy, before drag race, um you'd only been doing drag for three years. Do you remember what it was like for you to get that phone call and say that you were gonna be going on the show? I'd only been doing it for about a year and a half before I got Oh, at that point, race. yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, God. I, I remember I was I was living in Manchester at the time, but it was the other side of Manchester with my two drag daughters. And this it kept like coming up on Instagram, like, apply now. And I was like, shall I? Like, we were all talking. And I was like, I think I should because I'm not getting, I'm not getting the opportunities that I feel like I should be getting. I know that sounds really like, that sounds like such a millennial thing to say. Like, I deserve this and I deserve that. But there was it's so true. Many... It's true though, because it's limited to sort of you either had to be just to be on stage, you either be a karaoke presenter yeah. in a way, or be working in smaller venues. Yes, isn't exactly. it really? Yeah, and there yeah. was there's a, a lot of queens that were starting around the same time as me, and some of them would have a chance taken on them to you know hire them. And I wasn't I wasn't really getting that. Like, I'd do the odd gig at Tunnel in Leeds, which is now closed down. I can't believe it. Um, <clears throat> and I did a couple at cruise as well, but it was like here and there. And I was like, I've, I'm like, I can do this. Like I, I'm just not getting what I want out of it. And I feel like dra- drag race would help me just push. It just helped me get where I want to be basically. Um, so I was like, why not apply? Like, I'm just going to do it. Um, so my drag daughters helped me make my tape in my back garden. I think I filmed it all in two days. Um, and I just applied, but when when you get that call, or even like the shortlisting steps, you know, and they're like, you, you're, you know, we shortlisted you, we shortlisted you again. It's like, oh, it's so nerve wracking, isn't it? I don't know how you felt, Davina, but oh. Um, I was, I mean, my calendar was so busy already that it was just another thing that I was trying to go. Okay, good. Yeah. Try and do that, and then forget about and it. Yeah. And then let's move on and do the next thing and. Oh, okay, good, right, so we're through to the next thing, great. I actually have something else that's happening right now, so I have to focus on that focus rather on that. than, you know. Yes, see, I can't um, task at all, so it just took over my life. <laughs> yeah, well, I imagine that it would. But yeah. also, you know, I was doing Panto with Danny Beard at the, the time, you know, when all those phone calls were happening, and yeah. I remember being in the rehearsals with Danny and having to, like, scurry it off into a corner and be like, oh, yeah, it's okay, that sounds great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, oh. Um, oh, fantastic. Ha-ha. Ooh, way. Okay, yes, that's wonderful. Thank you. Okay, have a great day. Goodbye. And inside you're going, oh my God, I 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. But, you know, to all of those people around you, you're just having to go, oh, it was just, um, it's about a, a gig later in the year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a thing happening in um, Shropshire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just pick a fucking random thing. Because yeah. otherwise, you know, and and you know that if, if anybody had got an inkling of what was going on, that it would be out immediately. And then and you just, your chances are scuffed. Are screwed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because when I did start, start getting shortlisted, I didn't tell anyone apart from my mum. Didn't even tell my drag daughters at the time. And then as soon as it started getting closer and closer, I just, I was like, right, I'm going to move back home and just save as much money as I can, just in case I get on. And I did. Smart. I try every now and then. I'm not going to lie, my wig is like slipping off a little bit. So. Oh, a little bit. <laughs> She's got it round the base of her neck. It's good. <laughs> um, I had, I did have my drag daughters around me, but I, because I'd moved home and everything, I didn't want, I don't know, I didn't want it to like rub it in. So I didn't really tell them that I was going off. I had my mum, who was a massive support. She gave me a little loan um, to help me uh, finance because I think I only had two wigs when I got cast for Drag Race. Two wigs and two outfits. That's all I had. Literally all Okay. I had. So what did um, you do? Well, went home first. <laughs> <laughs> well, my my uh, stepdad's mum gave me a loan for wigs and my mum gave me a loan for fabrics and outfits and stuff like that. So, I mean, thank God I had them. Otherwise, I literally would have went with nothing. Like, I didn't have anything. I was all the way in my overdraft. I had absolutely no money at all. I didn't have a job at the time. Just moved home. I was like... God, <laughs> it was horrid. So bad timing. But then, isn't it funny how when everybody sort of comes together, when you want to make something happen, if you have to make it happen, you can like make when it happen, I, yeah. yeah, when I became cabin crew, like before I went to uni and all this stuff, and like I literally got an interview and had to be up there living in London within four weeks at Gatwick, and you know with no money and stuff. So it's like, mum, can I have? And you just make it happen, don't you? If you if you need it to. Yeah, I think yeah. I was very lucky to have the people around me to help support me as well. Otherwise, I'd, yeah, I literally I would have been. Yeah, it's screwed. an incredibly stressful period of time imagine, because yeah. it's so short. The amount of time that you're given is so short. It's like two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Not only um, that, but because I'd only been doing drag for a year and a half, and obviously had I wasn't, I was like out there, but I wasn't really doing that many gigs. Not many designers knew who I was, and I didn't know many designers either. And having those contacts, I've learned is like so essential to drag race. So like essential, yeah. Which, if anybody is listening to this who's considering applying for Drag Race, <laughs> that's what I would tell you to do now: is start building those relationships with other makers, sewers, yeah, designers, yeah. and make sure it's like a, a wide variety of designers yes, as well. So because I otherwise, have... you end up with the same silhouette. Exactly. I mean, I'm being red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's true though. Absolutely. So what I want to know is, who would you have done for Snatch Game? Don't get me to do an impression. <laughs> <laughs> I had two. I had Ozzy Osbourne and I had okay. Nigella Lawson. Sharon. 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 <laughs> so you're going to have to show us Nigella now. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> you just make everything in innuendo I, d I don't know you just talk about like your big voluptuous breasts it's so weird like... that there were so many chefs yeah there were so many chefs chosen and that was yeah, one of the things true. why 
Because my whole thing was going to be, okay, I'm just going to make it filthy. It's food. We can do Julian mm-hmm. Child. No problem. That's, and, but it's just that getting the jokes then, in there. with. Well, the thing is, know. I read Blue's book of jokes and I was like, oh, shit. She's like going to take a, the same angle. Yeah. So you can't do exactly the same as somebody else because then oh, okay. you're just all competing for the same thing. Yeah. So instead, I decided to just be shit. And it worked out really well. <laughs> I was really Took a leaf out of my book. <laughs> oh. It was just an unfortunate situation that you just didn't get to do the other act, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, but also, listen, like full disclosure, I think I'd have been crap at that as well. Because as soon as I sat down in that chair, my brain just went, oh my God, oh yeah. my God. Oh, really? So, yeah. That's exactly that what I did when I sat down when I walked in. I mean, it just happens, don't it? Then you're yeah. just blank. And that was the thing. Oh, right. So... Even though I'd spent, and I had really, really prepared on Margaret Thatcher, like I'd really prepared on her and done the homework, I still think I wouldn't have been as good. Because yeah. I think it's, as it's soon as I sat moment, down, I just it? lost the plot. So, yeah. Right. So, yeah. you know, better that she was good and had a nice outfit to wear nice as time. well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a more correct outfit. <laughs> now, your most iconic moment in Drag Race, I believe. He's your... Arr. Yes. <laughs> but what was your favourite moment? I don't know, I hated it all. Honestly. Okay. I can totally empathise with that. I think my favourite moment was coming back and seeing all you lot in the top. Honestly. You know that like little bit where we all just had like a nice chat. Everyone looked fab because they were in their best outfit. And that was like... There was no pressure on me then either to be like... It was just a nice chat that we all had, and we all looked fab. That was my favourite moment of the whole, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah actually, that that, good, yeah. that was yeah. one of my favourite moments. I forget about that, but actually, walking into the workroom and all of you being there was, gen- you know, genuinely filled me with absolute joy. Because I think partly because I was like, I really like all of these people, and partly because I was like. Oh, we've nearly finished. Thank God. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can see the finish line. <laughs> and I'm just going to fall short. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, damn it. Damn it. No, I think one of my messages on the mirror was like, I think I put something about being like friends, being really close, because even in that first day, I just loved you all. And that was what I was most gutted about. I was like, I can't believe I'm not going to get to have the same bond and get to know them as well as they're all going to get to know each other. Cause, because you were all just so fab. Like, even when I, especially you were amazing, because when I walked in, you could obviously see that I was shitting it. And you, like, grabbed my hand when the cameras went down, you were like, you're all right, just made sure that I was okay. And even when it came to that absolute car crash of the Queen Elizabeth look, you get, do you remember you gave me the green underskirt to wear underneath? And it was just... But was honestly, fun. I think I did all of that because <clears throat> I was also feeling like I want to die. This is the most terrifying thing I've ever done in my life. This is worse than jumping out of a plane. (laughs) This goes on for weeks. Kill me. But I think the thing was as well is it's a competition, but we can all help each other. Yeah. You don't have to like kick each other down just to win. And that had always been my, that's always been my. What you um, went in knowing. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, bless you. That is nice. That's a nice moment. 
So we also, um, we've got to see you recently as well on God Shave the Queens. Um, and it's really cool to obviously see how um, how well you two get on. What is Davina really like to work with when, when I'm not talking to her on here? Davina is honestly, <clears throat> that she's always someone that will message me like, how you doing? Like, do you want help with anything? Do you like, make sure you keep doing this? Do you like keep pushing you further and further? Um, and I've always enjoyed working with you. Like, you no, know, even when we're doing gigs together, like during lockdown when we went to Birmingham <laughs> in London, we're not going to talk about what happened in Birmingham. <laughs> we we just always have a laugh. I think. I didn't do it. I think it's because I think of you as my grandma. So I've just got to, you know, res- <laughs> respect my elders. <laughs> I'm your glamma. I'm Glam- your grandma. <laughs> Get some glitter on and then we'll call you glamour. Glamour. <laughs> well, I, well, I could I shave it in the eyebrows. <laughs> Goffey, I've got to ask you while we're on God Shave the Queens, one of the most disgusting moments, but hilarious as well. Um, something talk, sneezed. <laughs> well, something sneezed all over you. What happened? It was honestly one of the most repulsive moments of my entire <laughs> life. It was, you weren't even there, Davina, were you? But it was, no, oh not. my God. So we were... We were in Brighton. I think we were like more than halfway through the tour. So we're all knackered. I'm feeling dead. I'm having to perform every night, which I don't do anyway. <laughs> so I'm already a bit sort of like, um, so we go for a lovely, lovely ben, uh, Eggs Benedict. I was like, yeah, I'm going to treat myself. I think it was 15 quid. It was expensive. Um, and it was in this nice little like uh, small business cafe, you know, posh. There's posh people in there, basically. Um, so I'm halfway through through my one, uh, something's halfway through her second one. And um, she, you know how she always does that little cough? She... <laughs> you well... shady bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so she like cuts into it, does it? And then she does that cough that she does, but she obviously inhales a bit of egg and goes <laughs> like that. And like sneeze, sneeze like that, sneeze coughs like that, egg, just like, all over me but when I say like it wasn't a little bit like she just like let it all out like the whole mouthful and I was actually covered and she was ill like she was poorly so I've got this like disease ridden like (laughs) polio egg all over me and I was like like the whole the whole restaurant fell silent vinegar's looking like like that crystal crystal is disgusted I actually think crystal had a bit of egg just here um and oh. then, so something like grabs a drink to like, like obviously like soothe her throat. And then it's laughing so much. No one else is laughing, just her. Like, she starts throwing up eggy water onto the floor next to her. I was like, I need to go. So I literally wiped the egg off me and left. The, the worst of it though, is that we were then in Newcastle on a gig a little bit later. And in the morning I was like, Gothy, should we go for breakfast together? And she's like, yeah, great, let's do that. And then I ordered eggs be- Benedict and I nearly did the same thing. I like <laughs> ate a bit and they went, oh, <laughs> like, and I was like, I'm so sorry, oh my God. Oh no. I don't think I've ever done anything like that in like a 
outdoor place. I'm not sure. Good. <laughs> Keep yeah, it that way. Mind, mind you, you say that, right? I have managed to do some disgusting things like when I was cabin crew, tip an entire trolley over that had, you know, when it has the pre-made cheesecake and the pre-made mini salad yeah. before before you put the hot bit on. So however many that is, it must be like 90 on tray setups. Oh. And mine just, it like the wheel hit the emergency lighting strip as I pulled oh the cart God. down the galley and the whole fucking thing, just went every tray, cream everywhere, <laughs> all down the carpet, all down the no. middle. <laughs> I would be mortified. If you were oh, so was crew, I. That's such like a gay job, isn't it? It was only like my third flight. I thought I was going to lose my job. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we're going to have to take this Boeing 737 out <laughs> of service because of the stench <laughs> of mouldy cream. I'm, I'm guessing it was Ryanair. <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love... it's been a joy. I've had such a lovely time chatting That's with you great. today. Thanks, Guffy. It's been a thrill. I know that there's some things coming up with you, isn't there? So do tell us what's coming up. So this goes out in January. So I'm releasing or have released Ooh. an EP, okay, okay. which features Mr. Campo. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be very camp or it is very camp. It's top of the charts or it will be top of the charts. Uh, what else can I say about it? <laughs> We've already done the album cover, which I've got to say, Davina, you look fab. Why do you look fab though? Um, because you <laughs> may have painted my face. <laughs> <laughs> there is no grey lady on the no. of this cover. <laughs> so, where can we find you, Goffy? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, at Goffy Kendall. Same on Spotify. Also do it on iTunes and let's just have a fab time. Come on. Love that for you. Smart Queen. Same name on all the socials. <laughs> uh, Goffy, thank you so much. You're an absolute superstar. Will you come back and speak guys. to us again another time? I would absolutely love to. You've been such a joy to speak to. Love you, girl. Oh, thank you, babe. Take care. Mwah. Cheers. Take care. Bye, baby. Bye. Mwah. <laughs> Well, we have come to the end of the episode. This has been Fierce Slay Talk. You can join us on our journey by following us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Fierce Slay Talk. And thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us going on. We could talk for hours. And if you enjoyed the show, let your friends know. Go on, spread the word. Be sure to review the podcast as well. Till next time. You want it. You got it. I won't hold back. Come snatch it. Come take it. All yours right off the rack. No wanting. No waiting. You shake me down. You touch it. You taste it. Come take me here and now. Try it and buy it. The top of the stack. Bag it and snag it. No need to attack. Instant and present. Hit go and play back. Right now. Right now. Take it and tame it. Walk me to the door. Have it and hold it. You only want more. Live it and love it. You got it. It's yours. Right now. Right now.